Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. Arrived, the found the we have a weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Good morning. Murder. Sometimes your last name and who you are related to gives you a certain advantage in life. Gives you certain advantages in life. But do these advantages include getting away with murder? On October 30th, 1975, a 15-year-old girl was murdered. The prime suspects? The cousins of Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Thomas and Michael Skakel. If you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. October 30th is known as Mischief Night. Kids run around their neighborhoods pulling pranks and having fun on the night before Halloween. In 1975, 15-year-old girl named Martha Moxley who had only been living in the Greenwich, Connecticut neighborhood for 15 months, went to a party at the home of two boys, brothers, who she had a crush on. According to her friends, she spent the evening flirting with the older brother, Thomas Gakel, even kissing him at the end of the night before, according to him, leaving the party to go home around 9.30 p.m. Sounds like innocent fun, right? However, this innocent fun ended with Martha's body being found the next morning on the lawn of her own home with her pants and underwear pulled down. She had not been sexually assaulted, but lying next to her were pieces of a broken six-iron golf club. Martha had been bludgeoned to death, and the club was the weapon. A club that was traced back to the Skakel home. Thomas was the last person to see the girl alive, and the murder weapon seemed to come from his home. Seems pretty open and shut, right? Unfortunately, this wasn't the case. Thomas, whose alibi was that he was watching a movie with his brand new live-in tutor, Kenneth Littleton, became the prime suspect. Kenneth had only been working for the family for a few hours before the girl was killed. He too became a suspect. However, evidence was never able to implicate these men and, over the years, 
Thomas and his brother, Michael, 15 at the time, both seemed to change their alibis. Michael, when the murder investigation began, claimed that he and his other brothers went to a cousin's house to watch a movie, and that the last time he saw Martha was when he drove away and she was with Thomas. The case went cold. After the case was reopened with a new investigator in 1991, the Skakel family, in an effort to clear their name, hired a private investigator who gets some surprising new information. Michael Skakel admitted that from 11.30 p.m. to 11.20 a.m. on October 30th, he had been window peeping and masturbating in the tree to which Martha's body was eventually found under. He even admitted to this story in 1997 when recording information for a tell-all biography he was writing. In June of 1998, a special jury was called to hear the new evidence in the Martha Moxley case. During this trial, another bombshell was dropped. Michael had been a troubled kid who abused drugs and alcohol from an early age, even attending a school to help treat his alcoholism. Two former students at this center came forward and testified that Michael, in 1978, confessed to murdering Martha Moxley. According to the men, he said, I'm going to get away with murder. I am a Kennedy. In 2000, the grand jury indicted Michael Skakel for the murder of Martha Moxley. His family, especially his cousin Robert Kennedy, couldn't believe he was being put in prison with what they thought was an airtight alibi and no physical evidence. They believed that the testimony from the two schoolmates were unreliable. One of the men, George Coleman, died of a drug overdose before the trial, and the other was apparently a bully of Michael's while in school. On January 31, 2001, a judge ruled that, despite the fact that the crime took place when Michael was 15, he would be tried as an adult. His trial began on May 7, 2002, during which the jury heard the part of the taped book proposal that had been overlaid over the graphic images of Martha's body. This multimedia presentation seemed to work because on June 7, 2002, Michael Skakel was found guilty of the murder of Martha Moxley and sentenced to 20 years to life in prison. It seemed that, despite his family name, he wasn't going to get away with murder. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. wrote a controversial article about the miscarriage of justice that landed his cousin in prison. In it, he pointed the finger at Kenneth Littleton, the live-in tutor. Michael and his lawyers fought and appealed his conviction. In 2007, new information came to light. A man named Gitano Tony Bryant, cousin of Kobe Bryant and former classmate of Michael's, came forward and claimed that he and his friends had been together on the night of Martha's murder, and that these friends claimed that they wanted to, quote, get a girl caveman style. He believed the girl to be Martha and wanted no part in the plan and left. He never came forward on the advice of his mother, who believed that, as a black teen, he would be implicated in the crime. With this new information, Michael's lawyers filed for a new trial, which was denied. Many believe that Tony's story was simply for attention. Michael and his team continued to make appeals, one of which was the claim that his lead attorney during the original trial was too busy basking in his new celebrity to properly defend him. He was finally granted the new trial on October 23, 2013, and the judge ruled that he was inadequately represented. 
He was released on a $1.2 million bond on November 21st under the condition that he be monitored via GPS, be periodically checked in on, not leave the state of Connecticut, and not contact the Moxley family. However, in December of 2016, the Supreme Court reinstated Michael Skakel's murder conviction with a 4-3 to majority due to the overwhelming evidence against him. And in January of 2018, the last update on his case was on May 4, 2018, when the Supreme Court vacated his conviction and ordered a new trial once again. This case is still considered by many to be unsolved. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on October 31st. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy-to-listen-to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again, and have a wonderful day.